You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Place any pre-event wager on $1 to be eligible to cast $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this does not come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings. It's an easy-to-navigate site, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined this Sunday by my wonderful co-host, Corey the Bayou Benders. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Okay, so today, um, a disclaimer is going to be a heavier episode. It'll get lighter near the end. But Corey and I, in light of recent events surrounding the draft, really wanted to take the time to consider what we were going to say. And I know I haven't made any sort of statement regarding the Logan Malo selection on Twitter. Corey, I don't believe you have either. No, I haven't. Yeah, and we thought that was important because there were obviously um, in any social, sort of social media, even TV, like just Sportsnet, TSN, whatever, there was a lot of reactions to this. And they were understandably furious and outraged. And there was all that sort of emotion flowing. But they a lot of them were knee-jerk reactions. And we thought subject this heavy needed some time to consider to think through thoughtfully and we've returned a few days later i believe the draft was like two days ago now and so with that being said i want to make it also abundantly clear that we are not defending logan malo and the horrible thing he did to that young woman in sweden that is wrong in every which way. Um, I do not condone that. I do not think that that is something you can look over and just say, Oh, it happened. We're moving on. No, that was, it's a real, it's a crime. And he got, I believe he got some sort of like conviction for it. And obviously at the end of the day, our thoughts are with the victim because she is going to live with that for a very, very long time, that is not something you can just get over. Um, and unfortunately it happens more than I think is in the social media spotlight. Um, in this case, it came came out on one of the brightest stages and our thoughts are with her and her family. And with that, um, with that out of the way, make it very clear once again, we are not defending his actions at all. They were horrible. Um, we're just going to talk about what we feel about the situation kind of on social media, the selection, 
the the outpouring of emotion from hockey fans, the hockey world as a whole. And we're just kind of going to discuss and bounce some ideas off each other. Um, I guess, uh, Corey, do you want me to start with uh, the statement I've kind of written up? Or yeah, yeah you... go ahead. That's fine. All right. So I have written a, uh, a short statement. I'm going to probably add some stuff off the top of my head. Well, not the top of my head, but it's going to sound a little you know, kind of like I'm reading. So I apologize for that, but I, I do want to elaborate further when I'm done. I'm sorry. So I'll just start with, um, I see everyone seeing Logan Malo deserves a second chance, but not as a hockey player. And I, I, I'm not condoning his actions. Like I said, once again, they're horrible. They're absolutely horrible, but I just find the notion it's kind of hypocritical saying that he deserves a second chance, but not as a hockey player, because hockey players are people. And if we want them to be held responsible the same way other people are, we also have to provide them with the same opportunities to redeem himself. Now, that being said, did Logan Malo deserve to be selected in the first round? Absolutely fucking not. Okay. <laughs> I think it would be very, very justified and very fair. I think it would have been the most, the best thing that could have happened is if he wasn't selected at all in the NHL entry draft. I think it did more harm than good to everyone involved, to the victim, especially who is watching Logan. You know, you're, you're seeing this, this kid, <laughs> Because he he well, he's a kid, get basically rewarded, still not in your from that perspective, right? He did this to you, and he's still getting drafted in the first round. He's it, it's horrible. His successful life is going to continue, and she's still feeling the repercussions of it. Exactly, and she must just be in a world of hurt from that. And you're looking at Logan, Montreal, and selecting him in the first round has deprived him of his opportunity to actually redeem himself. And I'll elaborate on that further on. And thirdly, Montreal has shown that they clearly, as an organization, don't give a shit about what athletes do as long as they can play. So I do think Logan Malo deserves a second chance at pursuing his hockey career. I really do. Because like I said, people want to hold hockey players to the same standards that we are. And I agree. He should be punished the same way an everyday person would be for his crime against this young lady. But he should also be provided with the opportunity to redeem himself because if you're a lawyer and you do something like this, you can still at a young age, you can at the age he was, which was 17, you can go on and be a lawyer. Still, you can go be a doctor. Hockey is a, a game, but it's a profession. And I do believe hockey players are held to a higher standard, but I think as a kid, he does deserve a second chance, but I do think he has to earn that. And like I said, Montreal has taken away a lot of his opportunity to do that. Now, I want to reiterate for I don't know how many times I'm not defending his actions at all. I am simply saying there, this situation has been handled horribly by the Montreal Canadiens, and they should feel ashamed because not only have they hurt a young lady, but they have also hurt really damaged Logan Malo's chances at proving that this was a mistake, mistake, lapse of judgment, whatever you want to call it, and redeeming himself. They've deprived him of that. So I've sat back and thought about that. That's kind of, obviously there's a lot more to say. Um, I, I think he deserves punishment and I think believe he did receive some. I think that Logan should have to battle back and he, I do want to acknowledge that he came out and said, don't draft me. And I think that's a very 
you know, you can say it's a PR thing, whatever. I, I don't know because I just think that you've worked your whole life for something and to come out and say that it seems to me he's trying to redeem himself. He's been in therapy for months. And I want to point out that this, this story broke a few weeks ago, right, Corey? It was a few weeks leading before the draft. Yeah. The story broke a few weeks ago. He's been seeing professional counseling for months. I can't speak to Logan Malo's character, and I'm not going to defend it. But from an outside perspective, I it does look like this is a person who is trying to repent. And, you know, there's been a lot said on social media. I don't know what's true. Some people have said he's not remorseful. Others have said he is. I'm only going to look at what I know for fact is that he has been seeing this help. And often, you know, you see athletes go and do this stuff after they're caught. He took the initiative and he did that. So I'll give him that. But being drafted into the first round is not something he deserved. And it's not, it's not something that's going to be beneficial for the organization or for him. And now I'll, we can talk about the organizational things after, but I want to let Corey, I want to let you get your, your chance to say your thoughts and how you feel about this. Like, I'm sure you have, I've rambled on here. So we'll talk about the Montreal aspect after, but your thoughts. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, I think you, I think you did pretty good uh, as to trying to just convey your non-sympathy towards uh, Logan, but uh, for me, growing up in the South, you know, they make um, from very young, you know, if you're playing a sport, they make you feel like you're better than everybody. And, um, you know, that actually leads to a lot of stuff like this happening. And, um, and it, it's sad and it, it gets it's like a slap on the wrist and it's not fair. I've seen it. Um, thank God for, for me never making a mistake like that. Um, and I think it really just comes down to morals. Um, but <clears throat> a kid, a kid doing that, like, um, you want to talk about someone being forced to grow up quick. Um, you just forced yourself to, uh, through isolation to know what it's like to be a piece of shit and granted, yeah, he is a kid. And he can, he's going to have to grow from this. But, um, I mean, even beyond him, I just uh, am super upset for the girl who I have no idea her background. But um, it, it blew up in her town. This girl is now known for this, this accident happening, uh, something that was supposed to be consensual. And then, you know, this new era of fucking um, social media and, and this technology shit just made it. It makes it makes everything fucking worse, and I know that sounds super boomer, but it's true. Like, um, you know, it, every this is such a clout uh, enhanced fucking you know era that we live in, and everything has to be documented for for proof. And, and it's like it's not it you know you shouldn't even brag about doing shit like this, but you know no one's going to believe you bullshit. So you, you, you do stupid shit like this. And, and guess what? Now you're a targeted piece of shit human. And I get it. He's young, but um, I just feel really bad for her because she has to go back to her normal life and judge by her entire community because yeah, like maybe the kids her age might, you know, be like, Oh, well, you know, did, you know, we, we do that and stuff like that. But like, she's probably shunned by her fucking the elders of the community and stuff like that. And she's got to go back to whatever she's doing. And this kid um, doesn't have to deal with the consequences. Like she has, she has taken the full brunt of it and, and is being probably called a slut sadly and shit like that. And this dude's like, um, you know, obviously having someone write him um, documents to say on air and, Believe me, those documents aren't an apology. It's written probably not by him. The most important thing is to listen to his uh, his comments when he was actually uh, was asked questions where the script is taken out of it. That's when you'll truly hear 
if he's a sympathetic person or not. So I recommend if you guys have not heard that, go and find it. Um, but at the end of the day, the Montreal Canadiens uh, destroyed uh, a very hopeful fan base, uh, men, women, uh, all genders, uh, are now questioning something that we were just beloved and excited for is now in a state of chaos because you chose to do the wrong thing. Now, granted, if you thought he was a good hockey player or not, um, this is not the situation that you need to, to follow up. He's not, he's not the fucking next coming of Wayne Gretzky. You know, there was no reason for you. I to... don't, I don't even think, sorry to interject. You're good. I don't you're even good. Think his, even if he was, the second coming of Wayne Gretzky. I don't care. Don't draft. Yeah, you him. don't. You don't draft him. Yeah, he's not um, a Montreal Canadian. Jean Beliveau. No, would yeah. wear that jersey, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna bring in a fucking a, a predator almost, you know, or well, uh, a I sex don't offender. see. Like, I, calling him a predator, I think is. Well, look. It, this is this I is think, how I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna say it. He deserves every bit of trash talk because the girls the girls taking all of it and he's just going back and the and getting celebrated by the boys and shit like that and then and then the Montreal Canadians took every bit of his journey to not redeem himself but to accept his shitty fucking thing and try to make a better life for everyone around him the future that he's going to have a part of especially if he's in a fucking NHL community he has got to work on making sure this doesn't happen again, you know, for the youth, not only just himself, but the Montreal Canadiens script of, of every bit of a chance for this kid to try to make it right, not only by the girl, but by the future of himself and the, and his entire community. The Montreal Canadiens just gave him like a slap on the fucking wrist. Like See, my, we took your apology and, and we'll, we'll, that's, that's okay. It's not. My problem with it is that, Logan Malo is a 17-year-old kid. Mark Bergevin, you are a 50-something-year-old man. Jeff Molson, you're a fucking man. Everyone who works in that organization is a fully grown man. Now, Logan Malo made a terrible, terrible decision, and he did something awful. But he, and this is not an excuse, it's a fact, doesn't have the life experience to pull back on. You know, you're saying, like, he's horrible. I am more, I, th I think it's more despicable for Montreal to reward him after what happened than for him to actually, and it sounds like I'm not downplaying it. I'm saying, I'm trying to upplay how awful it is Montreal picked him. I think it's worse that Montreal picked him after that than him doing that because you're, you're going in with the knowledge that this kid did that. This person did that and you don't care. That's what this tells me. You don't care. And I don't understand how Mark Bergevin can preach about fucking leadership like he's done for years. Talk about PK Subban being, you know, issues with character and stuff. You can't say anything about character because I, like I said, I don't know what Logan Malo is like as a person. I'm not going to speculate if he can pull if in a few years he can show that he's changed and pull himself out of this, that's character. But re releasing a statement that you have to release, and I'm not saying he doesn't have it. I'm not saying he does, but that is that statement that, like you said, quote unquote apology is not showing character. That's doing what's expected. That is the bare minimum you could do now. You do have to do it. I mean, but it's it's literally like we picked you, so we need you to release a statement written by someone who's more educated than you to make it sound like it's a it's an apology. And that's I'm just, disgusting. It's I think it's horrible, but I am just saying if he doesn't release it, 
we're all going, oh my God, he didn't even release a statement. So yes, was it cookie get, cutter? I don't, mm-hmm. well, I don't even, I agree with you. I don't think it was an apology. Now, apparently he's apologized privately. I'm not going to, I don't want to speculate. I just want to talk about what we know. And what I know and what I get from this is that the Montreal Canadiens don't care. No, if they don't. Play and hockey, it's disgusting. They don't give a shit. And, you know, I just, it's horrible to me. And it just disrespects the Blue Blanc et Rouge. It disrespects the sport. And it disrespects a young lady who had something horrible happen to her. So as far as I'm concerned, the worst people involved in this whole situation, it's not Logan Malo. It's Mark Bergevin. It really is. And I have, we haven't talked about it on this because I like, we don't like to talk about speculation. We don't like to speculate. We like to talk about fact on this podcast. We like to talk about what we know, but let's fucking bring it in. There were reports Mark Bergevin in the off season was interested in Tony D'Angelo. I was thinking, I was like, that's bullshit. I don't know if I can say that anymore. No. Because because you they're looking at the the quality of the player, not the quality of the human. And clearly, if 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 that's the case, dude, I don't even know mm-hmm. if I like this fan. I don't even know if I like this team. If if this is where we're going, you might as well take down all of, of the of the the legends that are that are hanging in the you know from the forum that are in the Bell Center. You might as well just take them down or cover them because you're not honoring their legacy. You're not honoring the gentlemanship of this of this game you know, by bringing in fucking scum of the earth. Well, what I, I just, it's not a Canadians isolated incident either. You want to, we're going to talk about Tony D'Angelo. I guarantee he plays professional hockey again. Do you remember Brandon Leipzig? Yeah. Oh, he's not in the NHL anymore. He's, he went to the KHL. He's still making millions of dollars. Yep. And that is the what? sad reality of professional sports is they don't care. No, but look at the NFL. Mm. It's I brutal. Just, uh, as a man, you really can't, I, I really can't express what it's like to be a woman and put in a situation because there's so many that aren't involved with a, a future NHL player, a future athlete, or a future doctor, and none, you know, never hear and you don't it. hear about it, and it's it's gross and it's disgusting, and it it makes me just so thankful that I had a mother that fucking, you know, I wouldn't say raised me right, but just helped me see that being a part of a crowd is less important than being a, a better human, you know. And you talk about the stuff not seen. We were talking before we got on. I I have been raised in the digital age. And this I can tell you, playing on sports teams, this happens a lot more than you think. And it's not something I've ever partaken in. But it's something that happens. And it's a sad reality. And it's something that I'm also happy to say, me and my buddies and a lot of people I don't know, strangers have called out. And I think it's something that we're seeing people frown upon more and say, that's fucked up. Like, don't do that. And this is, this is, a, I think, a step further. This is a non, this picture was even taken without consent. Um, I just mean, like, even... I'm sure, Corey, I don't know if in high school, you know, you, the guy who has a nude from his girlfriend and shows it to his buddy, like, it's it's fucked up. Yeah, I've seen That's, it, and it's, it's yeah. fucking... I had... It's so fucking primitive, like, um, I mean, I'm not even going to beat around the bush, dude. Like, yeah, I've seen those, and I was like, damn, she's fucking fun. And then, like, I'm like... Like, I think about it now, and I'm like, dude, like, that's that's so fucking terrible. Like, she put so much trust in you for you to just look for that pack mentality. That that validation. Yeah, like, dude, look what I got. It's like, dude, she's a fucking human. She's not a Game Boy. She's not a fucking PlayStation. She's not a, a fucking, you know, an item. 
and dude, it is so in deeply embedded into just male, you know, like I wouldn't even say upbringing. It's like more than generational. Like this shit has been around for so long that it's it's almost like second nature that you're you know like <laughs> that this piece of shit mentality floats around when you start hitting middle school, high school, and then, you know, going into college, this is like, you know, I got to be somebody. I got I to be with the cool kids. I, I got to be respected. I got to be at least, you know, um, in, a, in a group, you know. So, therefore, I will give up some of the things that I think are, are wrong, you know, to just to fit in. And it's we, – we've all done dumb shit that, like, you know, maybe not to the severity of this, but of, you know, maybe put off a friend or, or you know, like stay straight away from like your truth to, to just fit in with a with a group of people or, you know, to, to stay in contact with, with a friend or some shit. And it's just not worth this. You know, this is a this is shows the outcome. This is the the bad side of, of, of what these little dice rolls can do for you. And this and, kid's getting a fucking free ride, you know, like instead yeah. of like. And to play into that, you know, we see we're talking about this mistake happens in every school in every country. Like this is a horrible, this is an issue. Okay. This happens a lot. It's an awful thing. And it's a very, very, um, this real is a very reality. common thing down yeah. here. And it's gross, dude. It's fucking but shameful the people culprits of this crime i think it's horrible it's awful but you know you get a chance to say to look reflect back and say wow it was fucked up right you see growth in people and what i will say and we're going to, I'm going to keep saying this because I need to, in 2021, I need to, and I'm sorry if it's annoying people, but it's just the, the cancel culture. I, I need to, for my, my own safety. Okay. I'm not defending Logan Malo. I disagree with everything he did in every aspect of it, but I'm saying Logan Malo deserves an opportunity now because we can't change what's happened. We can't change that the Montreal Canadiens deprived him of most opportunity to redeem himself. You know, this is a—it's going to be an uphill battle, and I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I really don't. But I think, as not hockey fans, not as analysts, whatever, as people, we have to be willing to look and say, "You have fucked up, and you need to be punished for it." But once you've accepted your punishment, we will, if you're willing, we're here to say here, earn it, earn our redemption, earn our respect back. Right. And I just think that's something that every single person on this planet deserves you, especially kids, because kids are stupid. I'm stupid. Still. I think most men are stupid. I think we need to, and let's not bury someone for, I think, something that the Montreal Canadiens have really, really made it hard on him. And I think if I'm upset, I'm upset with Logan Malo for what he did. But really, our frustration and anger, should we should be aiming it at Mark Bergevin, I think, more than anyone. And I, I want to – I don't know, Corey, if you saw the video. I want to kind of just point to – when Trevor Timmons was asked about the pick. Oh, wait, he, there was just like uh, like a minute of silence where he was he, just... He didn't know what to say for 30 seconds, and then he asked him to repeat the question. Marc-Antoine Godin of The Athletic asked it. Thank you, Marc-Antoine. Um, I don't even remember what his answer was, but... Oh, uh, it me, was very condescending. It was very, like, almost like attacking the, the question asker, and it's like... You you should have knew this was coming if you make such a moronic choice. Well, what know, I was as, as an organization to me, the look on Trevor's face, and I don't remember what he said, but I remember hearing it. 
it was like he doesn't he didn't want to make that pick and that's obviously a little speculatory and i don't know that for sure but from my viewpoint and maybe you disagree Corey, it didn't look like that was a pick he wanted to make i mean i get it that's your job but um and you're not really going to give up your job and shit like that dude but if that's not your fucking pick I'd rather face the backlash of my job being like you fucked up for not covering up their fuck up. You know, like you you don't pay like, yeah, I might have a nice life with this company, but you don't pay me enough to, you know, um, gratify your shitty choices as an organization that's supposed to be, you know, uh, a leader and, and the, you know, the qualifications of what it's like to be a male hockey player. Yeah. Um, I just, I would maybe see Trevor leave. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying he didn't know who knows. I don't know. That's just what that reaction told me, but something I am almost, I'd almost put money on it. And I said this privately, but if Mark Bergevin made that selection, without the consent of Jeff Molson, Mark Bergevin would not have a job today. Yeah. This so was this wasn't just me. on one person. This was upper yeah. the entirety of the higher hierarchy of the Montreal Canadians deciding that this election was right because they think they can fix this boy. The only person that can fix that boy is him. Yeah. Is him. It's it's not being given uh, a chance on on the, the the greatest fucking team in, in hockey, you know. I mean, yeah, I might be biased on that, but like, you don't give that kid a second chance like that. You make him; he's got to do it himself, you know. Undrafted, maybe the following year. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you say you saying we're gonna bring him in and we're gonna use our money to give him everything he needs to be a, a better person. Money can't fix this. Money can't fix this. It's in the fucking brain. You have to fix it yourself. Or, or a lot of cases it doesn't because they don't give a fuck. I don't know this kid, you know, but I grew up with fucking, you know, a bunch of these kids. I know what they're like. They're still the same. You know, it's if the, if he's not willing to, to do it himself, then he's never going to do it. And by you holding his fucking hand, just like probably every other sport athlete that's gotten away with this they're there you know the, the teams held their hand because they were they had ability well he's going to stay the same fucking person probably because he's never going to have an opportunity to do the right thing he ain't gonna I see think, he ain't gonna see hardship i think montreal's made it harder on him dude i like, think <laughs> this to me and what i saw leading up to the draft this seemed like a player who had, I think Logan Malo had accepted that he wasn't going to be drafted. And it looked like a player who I can't say, I'm not going to speak towards him as a person, but it looked like someone who wanted, was willing to go down the path of redemption. At least they were willing to attempt it. And the Canadians big, big fucking bucks was just like, we'll help you on that path. You're not a fucking community. You're not like a community center. You're not like a fucking outreach. You're not, um, a therapist, you're, you're not anything that's going to help him other than we're going to let you play for a franchise. You know, we're going to let you develop with us and we'll, we'll give you a chance. Like you fucked him. You fucked him. Mm-hmm. And, but I will say one thing. Um, Corey, I don't know if you're aware of this. The Habs director of player development, uh, Rob Ramage. Yeah. Ramage. Um, the 2003 Ramage drove. Uh, got a drunk junk and killed a man mm-hmm. Keith Magnuson uh, he he did serve prison time and I well, from what I understand uh, obviously very remorseful really clearly turned his life around and worked back worked hard on that kind of track to redemption now I agree with you I think this is a path you have to take by yourself but I don't think 
the influence of a man like Ramage is a bad thing. And I don't, I don't the either. Only, only positive that I can take from this. I don't so either. But the way I see it is that media was like, we fucked up and now we're getting destroyed. We're going to use the, the Ramage. And media a, hasn't and, come out with it. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying like they're getting beaten up online and, and media for making this pick. And then you, the talk of Ramage and, and being like a, a a guide to help him through his shit. That's a fucking cop out. Just because you hide well, somebody who got his shit turned around doesn't mean he's got to be like the is, stepfather for this kid to fucking get his shit together. Montreal hasn't come out and said that. Yeah. Is my point. This is something I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Because I I'm aware of like the situation. Montreal hasn't. If Montreal said that, I would be totally with you. I'd be like, wow, you're really, really throwing a man and his redemption story out there. Like that's fun. yeah. Now it's your job, uh, not only to do what? whatever the fuck you do yeah. here with, with us, but now this is your problem child and, and fix them like you fixed yourself. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, I think that he could definitely be a positive influence on Logan Malo. I'm not saying Montreal should have picked him because they have Rob Ramage. Not at all. I'm just saying if we're going to take, because you you know how I am. I like to take some sort of positive from anything. And this is such a negative situation. That is the only thing I can take from this because they, I still believe they've made his redemption much harder to accomplish. They put a limelight on him that not only he didn't want, doesn't, didn't deserve, but that he does not need. But if there's anything I can say, maybe positive about this, it's that you do have a person who has been through something horrible and has redeemed themselves. So you have sort of a, I, I don't, oh, what's the word? Um, a layout, a blueprint on how to at least kickstart that path to recovery. I'm not saying you even deserve to, but you it's there. That's, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you have anything else to say on the subject. No, and I'm so fucking over it, and I'm not over it because I don't want to talk about it. I'm over it because... Uh, women shouldn't have to fucking hear this more than they they have to they, there should be more talk of, of trying to fix it for them than uh everyone just talking about him you know there's a lot of people that don't even have a chance so i'm over it because i think that this kid's getting more limelight than he deserves even if it's fucking negative uh i'm just so i don't want to forget it you know and, I, and i'm not trying to sweep it under the rug i'm just there's so much more to talk about, um, but I'm glad we spent like fucking, I think, 30 minutes just on it because it deserves it deserves the chance to talk about it. And I refuse to get on Twitter and talk about shit like this because it's just a breeding ground for stupidity. Oh, and I've absolutely hated the way people have dealt with this on social media. I saw one person, and I'll give them credit, I pointed it out to them and they deleted it, but they were making a joke that Montreal was going to draft Jeffrey Dahmer next. Like fuck off. How you can't, you cannot look at this person and say, think about the victim and then make a joke about a serial killer, ignoring all of those victims. And, you know, I've seen people comparing, calling Mark Bergevin and Trevor Timmons terrorists. Like, people, I I totally agree with you. Social media, you know, all, the, our podcast has been bred from social media. It's great, but this is just—it's not the place I think to air our thoughts or even try to have. You can't have a, an educated discussion on Twitter, especially. It's impossible. So I'm glad we took the time to really articulate what we were trying to say. Once again, say it for the both of us. Fuck what Logan Malo did. We're not at all defending him. Fuck the Canadians for making it uh, easier yes, for him to never uh, be a, a good person. Yeah, or, fuck. Or, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think you can. <laughs> I ain't trying to make him a good person. Uh, but the fact that he'll never have to own up for it um, as much as he should have. Yep. And you've and and if he is truly a good person, you've made it that much harder for him to prove it. You've 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 just you've messed everything up. But moving on, um, where where do you want to go from here? Um, I, we got a bit of time. We can discuss. Tough. It's just so fucking tough to even want to to talk after that. But uh, we just go to the news on Weber. Last time we talked, um, you know, we knew that there was a possibility Shea Weber wasn't going to play, and um, you know, he is now out for the next season. And you know, there's speculation that he, you know, it could be over for him as a player. Um, if there's one guy I think that could battle back from fucking anything, it is fucking Shea Weber on this team. Um, but you know. Like I said in the last episode, you know, he he played such a a physical high minute, you know, style of game his entire career that the body is going to, you know, uh, start falling apart a lot faster. And, um, you know, that's kind of where we are. But um, I don't I, 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 you know, this dude's come back from so many you know, injuries and stuff like that. I think he has a chance. I think with an entire year of rehabilitation, Shea Weber can definitely make a shot back in, in the NHL. Um, so I won't, I won't, you know, fall him out for that, but it is scary thinking that, you know, uh, our captain might be gone, especially after this amazing comeback for him as, as an individual and a player this season. You know, to to find lows and to find a way to, um, I guess, to bring your to elevate your game back to to a bit of consistency that really helped this team get as far as we did. Yeah, I what what a run! <laughs> that, when I'm talking about playoff run for Shea Weber, um, mm-hmm. you're just seeing. And hearing what he was playing through gives me an all new respect for the man, not even just the hockey player. Um, jeez, oh, uh, it's hard to come back from that. Like, uh, I mean, dude, like the next one is Carey Price knee surgery, and it's like the whole bit of it was about you know how Mark Barry, you know, Bergevin, and them kind of fleeced the expansion draft, and it's like I don't even want to fucking say anything positive about Mark Bergevin. What we can do is um, we're still waiting for concrete news on when exactly Price will be back. Mm-hmm. I don't think waiting a week is going to kill us. Yeah. Um, honestly, and listeners may think, I, you know, you might say fuck off and just. I don't want to fucking speak anymore. I don't. <laughs> it's not that. It's just I don't want to talk about Shea Weber after discuss. I He doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Uh, and I, feel I the think same. I have no heart and I have no heart in, in this. So I do, I do, however, want to talk about um, some, some other hockey related things. Um, most importantly, I want to talk about the Seattle crack and, and their expansion draft. And we're not going to talk about carrier press. We'll talk about that next week, mm-hmm. but I just want to get your thoughts because here I um I'm gonna load up the roster, <laughs> but my God was I baffled by some of the selections Seattle made, and I don't know. I just I was kind of waiting. It was kind of like okay, uh, what's the catch? Where are the side deals? And there was nothing. Now, yeah. I don't know if teams learned their lessons, but selecting Morgan Geeky from Carolina, um, Columbus, they selected Gavin Beruther, and there were a plethora of guys they could have taken. Max Domi included. I just, they made some really, really weird selections. Um, Carson Tor- Torniski from Philadelphia. I've ever heard of him because I haven't. And 
I was honestly like, I was worried. I thought we were going to get another Vegas S team. I looking at this now saying that no one thought Vegas was going to be as good as they ended up being. So maybe, um, yeah, you really can't tell. Um, but it's looking bad. Like it looks like Ron Francis really dropped the ball. This, this team reminds me of exactly how I make an expansion team. When I play NHL, I get a bunch of, I get a bunch of people that, like I get, I get a handful of people that I, I know will be part of the core, and then I just get a bunch of kids that are going to be in my AHL and my farm affiliates, and then I use free agency to bring in everybody that I want. And that's kind of what I expected, but it's been very quiet from Seattle. So I'm just not sure if they're interested in just kind of feeling it out <laughs> season one or, you know, a couple of seasons, like there's some very great picks within this, but there are some also like, you know, like you said, like people I haven't heard of, that's great. Put them in the AHL. And I would, ex- I was expecting a bit of, you know, you know, like uh, hunting in, in the, in the, um, in the free agency, but um, it's still a bit early, you know, there's still a lot of big names out there. So, you know, there's still time for them to do that, but this is, basically how i run it you know when i play nhl i'll just get a i'll get the guys that i really want and teams that i really just don't give two fucks about the 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 big names on their team because there's a guy in free agency i'm looking for i'll just get their uh, one of their youngest prospects with the best possible you know overall outcome in their career so i have no idea about seattle um we did a live stream it was pretty fun other than the fact that um Fucking Frank Saravelli just doing his job, but fuck him. He just ruined <laughs> the entire experience for me. Um, and then fuck ESPN Plus because I have that and I went through all the trouble to try to get to watch this shit. And I had a five minute preview of it. And the five minute preview wasn't even a fucking pick. It was the bullshit that they had surrounding the pick that was, you know, like just the added shit that they do on fucking television. Now they just dragged it out. So I got to watch five minutes of them dragging it out for no fucking reason. And that was it. And, uh, but the live stream was a, a great success. I think it was very fun, but fuck, it was boring. <laughs> it was boring um, because there was, there was no more excitement. You know. Well, every pick, even there was like some memeing going around that oh, Eiserman's a god because Detroit was the only pick that hadn't been released, and even it got leaked eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely interesting. Um, I think it's kind of unavoidable, though. In yeah, that sense, especially think- in this age. But what we what we pointed out, it was like this is ESPN's first step back into the to the NHL. This is a great market for them, and. They got fucked, and I don't. ESPN sucks because they lost hockey I just when think, I wanted to watch it the most. So I still think they suck. But I just think the NHL fucked up, and you know there's gonna be leaks because agents gotta tell their guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as I think it would be cool to watch that and be like, "Wow, really?" They picked. You know, at the end of the day, people come first, and people need to know where they're gonna live and move their families. Yeah. So I think it's a fuck up for the NHL in the sense that, okay, fucking make it happen sooner, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like have the yeah, draft. Like, like don't allow, sooner. don't allow all of this to come out and have time to come out. Fucking leave us all in the dust. Like just like that just fucking happened, you know. Instead, we're just like at ten o'clock. Uh, I got so many fucking notifications, and I was like, okay, well we're not. We're not starting this live stream till eight o'clock in the evening. Uh, it's fucking ruined. Like, <laughs> all right, I know everything. I know everything I need to fucking know, you know. And then there was hope. There was hope that a couple of picks would be wrong. It was like one pick wrong. That was it. I was like, thank God. But, but, but that's not even enough, you know. Uh, yeah. It got to a point to where on the live stream we were excited because there was a chance that, you know, there was a rumor that Mark Giordano was going to come out in a possible third you know, a red jersey or something like that. And it didn't happen, you know? So it's like the little bit of a rush we had for that pick coming up wasn't shit. You know, we already knew it was going to be Mark Giordano, you know? 
uh, just do better, NHL. Fuck, man. I, I get it. I get it, you know. But god damn, just I'd rather wake up and be like, fuck, I missed it. Because they did it so quick to like get away from, you know, getting fleeced by like the internet and shit. <laughs> then being like, well, I know everything because that's that's what's having a phone's like, you know, like I can just research it all. And that's basically what, what we had instead of being excited for Seattle. And yeah, I get it. Seattle fans and the people of Seattle were still excited, even though everything was fucking leaked, but it's like, God damn, like I want to support your fucking team. And you didn't even have a chance to have the fucking excitement from the fans that aren't in Seattle because we fucking all already got, you know, just I'm fucking over it. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sick jersey so i'll give him that yeah and in other news because we're wrapping it up not hockey related uh just to prove that my country's better than yours thanks a uh a uh, 14 year old canadian swimmer just finished fourth in the 400 meter women's freestyle mm. Well, a 18-year-old woman just won gold, the first woman ever, in Taekwondo. So, I mean, if we, we want to talk Olympics and, and, and pull wieners out, <laughs> we'll go back and forth. I'm just saying, <laughs> what were you doing when you were 14? Because I'm pretty sure I, I, was I, I, was playing, I was playing with my Gundam toys and um, skateboarding, most likely. This was right before the storm, so. Yeah, that's I, what I, was I wasn't in high school yet. If if I was four, wait, wait, is that right? Or an idiot? I don't think I, I feel like because I'm thirteen is like I believe eighth grade, so like thirteen to fourteen. Well, I turn. Don't you? So fourteen you, to fifteen would be going if, into high school. She might have been early, a freshman. If you have an early birthday, can't you turn fourteen in grade eight? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I was 14. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have been in high school yet. And she's fucking kicking ass at the Olympics. She's a badass. Dude, I'm actually a little upset. Like, um, Oh, and I just, she's I just, an even record. Jesus. That's awesome. I just haven't been able to watch as much um, it's of the Olympics. And what I hate is that skateboarding is finally in it. And last night I went to my friend and his uh, fiancé's um, – they did like a party for them and it was like basically you buy a shitload of fucking liquor to fill up their bar and they have more liquor than they'll ever fucking need now but um the entire time i was there i was like does anybody have the fucking olympics pulled up on their phone like i want to watch the skateboarding this is so big for us you know um i didn't get to watch it i watched the, the recap of it but that's just a little personal thing for me i was excited it was finally there um Tony Hawk as a judge was hilarious. Well, at least a, a commentator. It's a shame he never got to compete. I thought it was funny because he was like, just imagine all these kids that are in here that have had the cops called on them for their sport. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really. Great. It was amazing. Um, I got something to say before we walk out. Um, it's a seventh round pick, right? But if this kid ever makes it yeah the fucking goal if this kid ever makes it whatever team he's with if he's with calgary it will be the first calgary jersey i buy but shout out to god don't let me fuck this up uh sergey i think that yeah that's his last name i can't think of his first name off the top of my head but uh a kid from the shreveport mud Bucks was selected in the seventh round by the calgary flames and uh, i'm just super proud Super proud of that. That's like uh, how, as excited as I was when Scott Darling uh, made it to the NHL just because it was he played in Louisiana. And since I don't get hockey uh, in my state, really, <laughs> this is big for us. I yeah. had no idea. I'm excited. Are you? And I've, are you I've seen this. I've, yeah, I've seen this kid play, uh, sadly, only three times. Uh, but he was amazing. Uh, this previous season where they just won the Robertson Cup. Uh, he went 14-4-2 uh, for the entirety of the season. Uh, his average was a 2.17, uh, and his save percentage was a .936 and two shutouts. So uh, that's pretty Are remarkable Sonny for Sergeyev? a kid. Yeah. That's Where's a, he from? 
Uh, he's not from Louisiana. But he played. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but he played for the Mudbugs, and, and I'll take that, you know. That's huge for Shreveport. Absolutely. I might have to acknowledge their existence now. Yeah, we're producing great hockey players. <laughs> well, clearly. Uh, but um, I'm excited for that. Also, uh, I got hounded at this fucking party last night because apparently uh, – we did not talk about your best friend, Josh Richards, on the podcast. And um, I just said We're I would mention it. I really don't want to fucking talk about that kid anymore. Uh, but my buddy has been catching up, and he was like, uh, you know, I told him that that you had knew the kid in high school or whatever, that he was from your hometown, and they were fucking blown away by that. And they were like, as a collective, don't like the kid at all. And they, I guess he was looking for it in the episode. And I was like, I don't remember if it's in it or not, but we had talked about him. And he, I mean, made sure I, that not, I knew that it wasn't in there. I'm not, I don't, didn't really like talk to him or anything. I'm not going to shit on homegrown talent as much as I may <laughs> have a, a difference in personality and morals. But yeah. Yeah, grew up. Uh, he's from my hometown, Josh Richards, TikTok dude. He's fucking gross, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I can say it. He's so fucking weird. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'll be the bad guy. It doesn't matter. Uh, dude, I'm I'm done. Um, I'm if, done too. All right. So send us out, son. Oh, um, next week. Uh, this is actually news to you as well. Um. I had talked to some of the guys at the head of our network. So shout out the hockey podcast network. Uh, but we will be setting up a, um, an availability for you guys to leave a voicemail of sorts. You won't have to call anything. So we've gotten out of that idea of you having to possibly pay money because you, you might be roaming or whatever to, for, uh, to leave a voicemail, but we have something online set up uh, and it'll start for the next podcast, hopefully where you guys can leave, comments for us and if they're ignorant and it's a great topic we would love to have them in the episode especially in the off season when we might be looking for shit to talk about so uh this is something you guys are interested in fucking bombard us with it we'll be posting about it soon but uh that's it for tonight oh uh, yeah so that that's fucking some news to me too pretty excited about that interested in seeing what you guys are going to say um, as always, thank you once again for stopping by listening to us. This has been Habs Nightly. Have a good one, guys. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you know what? I'm I, just I, so heated because of what, what you're telling me, because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for candy. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to... Go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country. With my co-host, Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc Rouge, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. 
get the fuck out of here. You put um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night.